Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Scoopy interview with Brandon Scoopy Robinson for the Amateur Fan Pod. And be sure to listen afterwards for some great football news. With Mike. This is Chase Aguirre, and I'm with Scoop B, the one and only Scoop B, the biggest name, one of the biggest names when it comes to sports reporting. Scoop, how are you doing? Man, I'm doing good. Hey, you gotta call me Brandon Scoop B Robinson. You gotta make sure that you all follow me on Twitter, first and foremost, at Scoopy. Instagram, Scoop underscore B. And you have to subscribe to the Scoopy Radio Podcast. Scoopy Radio Podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn app, Stitcher app. Or you could simply visit ScoopyRadio.com. Scoopy Radio had 3.5 million streams last year. It's a big deal. So what's the story behind uh, Scoop B and how how everything got started for you? You mean where where did that come from? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, I had a radio show with the Nets when I was 12 years old uh, called Net Slamming Planet. Uh, it was a radio show that was on New York radio. <clears throat> um, I did it with Albert King, uh, who is a retired NBA legend. Uh, he's the brother of Bernard King that played for the Knicks. Yes, sir. Uh, and I did it with him. Um Evan Roberts, who was on Sports Radio 66 WFAN here in New York City, and a woman named Lynn Wilson. And the executive producer of the show was Chris Carino, who's the Nets play-by-play guy now on Sports Radio 66 WFAN. And I did the show for two years. It was broadcast um, on the radio. It was featured on NBA Inside Stuff with Ahmad Rashad. It had all this press. You know, when I was a kid, I did it. I was um, I used to be around. I actually was around Woj when I was a kid. Woj used to cover the Nets for the Bergen record. That's incredible. Um, and then I knew Chris Broussard. He covered the Nets of the Knicks for the New York Times. Uh, and I used to see Stephen A. Uh, in the Sixers locker room. He used to cover the Sixers for the Philadelphia Inquirer whenever they would come to town. And so, yeah, you know, that, I that was a long time ago. Yeah, that was 97 through like 99. And I did the show for two years. And then I went back. I, went, I was in seventh and eighth grade. And then in ninth grade, I went back to high school. It was a normal kid. But that was my early start. Um, 
When I was a kid, I did uh, Dead Seven Planted. The guys on the team were like Sam Cassell, Jason Williams, Kendall Gill, Kerry Kittles, and John Calipari was the head coach of the Nets at the time. Oh, that's that's an interesting story, man. That's that's incredible. It sounds like you've come a long way from uh, from then. That's for damn sure. I just got sexier. That's all. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I got some questions for you. Obviously, this whole Lakers Anthony Davis deal didn't work out as the Lakers would have hoped. Right. But my question, but my question for you is. What are your thoughts on how this might play out in the offseason? We've heard Kyrie might lead the Celtics. We've heard um, that the Celtics maybe won't even offer Jason Tatum in a possible deal. How do you think that would uh, impact possibly what the Lakers could offer going forward this summer? Well, I mean, when you look at what the Pelicans were looking to get from the Lakers, uh, I tweeted it and I you know, posted it on my Instagram as well. Um, Del Dimson, the Pelicans wanted Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, uh, Brandon Ingram, Zubak. Hart, Kentavious Caldwell Pope, as well as a 2019 unprotected first round pick, a 2020 first round pick swap, a 2021 unprotected first round pick, a 2022 first round pick swap, a 2023 unprotected first round pick. And then in addition to that, the Pelicans also wanted a 2019 and 2021 second round pick uh, and the Lakers were not with it. So I think now that you've seen how much the Pelicans wanted, what you're going to now see is, okay. Davis said that the team that he wanted to go to was the Lakers. All these other right. teams are only looking at him as a rental. So you're going to have some drop off. Um, the Pelicans, uh, you know, and the Celtics could talk all day. Um, I can tell you that uh, in a conversation with a league source uh, that I spoke with, uh, the package that um, – if Celtics are willing to give, I'm told, uh, would be Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, Al Horford, Williams, 2019 uh, Memphis first-round pick, a 2019 Sacramento first-round pick, and a 2021 Celtics uh, first-round pick uh, for Anthony Davis. And what you're going to find is that Celtics don't necessarily have to give up Tatum. Right, right, of course. And, and so you start figuring, okay, will they give up Jalen Brown? Um, etc. And then also uh, what you'll start to see is other teams looking to make moves. I reported the, the, uh, the morning of the trade deadline that the Denver Nuggets made an offer to the Pelicans that they declined. Um, you'll, you'll see teams like the 76ers maybe trying to make a team or even a surprise team like, not really a surprise team, but the Chicago Bulls who okay. have some assets. Um, they could make a, a, a offer um, but then what you're going to find is that you know teams may be willing to make that offer and, and to potentially get Davis and the Pelicans may want it but then you're going to have to do some convincing a la Paul George his first year in OKC right. um, to resign or Kawhi Leonard you know hypothetically Leonard could walk but one of the advantages that Leonard does have in addition to hitting game winners um, is that you have uh, the potential to to actually be the first non-U.S. team to win uh, an NBA championship. You know, if the, right. if the Toronto Raptors actually go to the finals this year. And the Raptors added pieces. They added meat on the boat. They added Powell. Excuse me, I keep saying Powell. Mark Gasol. Oh, uh, no, right? Yeah. That's Mark, hard. I can mix them up. Yeah, you cannot. You cannot. <laughs> One has a, has a thicker beard and looks more like, like he could be in um, Aladdin playing Gaston, and the other one is a little skinnier. <laughs> Uh, uh, there you go. 
Yeah, yeah, but you know, when you look at that situation with with um with with with, with Toronto comparatively, like they have some convincing to do because it's not a foregone conclusion that Kawhi will stay in Toronto. But then, right. you know, in the Davis situation, okay, you make a move. So over the summer, the Pelicans are going to offer him an extension. He'll likely decline if he sticks to what he's saying. And then the bidding war begins because you don't want to lose anything for him. So it's kind of like Melo in 2011. This, right. one, this is what this Anthony Davis situation reminds me of. Because you basically let the Nets punk the Knicks into offering the whole house to get Carmelo Anthony. Which is the exact same route the Lakers were trying to go, as exactly. as, as it seems. Exactly. You know, so it's like the Celtics could become the Knicks in that situation, and the Nets will sit and taunt, hypothetically, at the role of the Lakers. Right. And in the long term, you know, you look at the Nets and the Knicks, the, the Nets are the better team in New York City right now. Years yeah, later. they definitely are. They definitely are. Yeah, they are definitely going more forward than, uh, than the uh, Knicks are. Um, so... My next question would be: We we all watched that uh, the Lakers and the Philly game. That the rotations towards the end of that game by Luke Walton would be maybe considered less than ideal, especially not staggering the lineup like he probably should have. Now, my my question to you is: Do you think Luke Walton is the coach for the Lakers going forward, or do you think the Lakers would be more inclined to move on to like a Jason Kidd or a Mark Jackson or, or a more different option maybe next offseason after they uh, figure out what they're doing in free agency? Well, I mean, I, I reported in November, October, November, one of those. Those months are like together. Um, it was before Thanksgiving uh, that that um, a leak source shared with – well, I, I, first of all, Chris Broussard reported that um, Mark Jackson would be a person of interest. Um you look at Mark Jackson. You look at you look at how things ended in in um Golden, Golden State. State. Mm-hmm. You know he helped build a championship winner. Right. Um, Mark Jackson is represented by Clutch LeBron, the agency that Rich Paul uh, operates and represents Anthony Davis, LeBron, and more. Uh, Mark Keith Morris, if I'm not mistaken, is represented yes, by sir. Clutch. Well, yes, sir. Davis called. Well, Paul Bach could go on and on in a day. Um, so, you know, Mark Jackson is a guy. I can tell you that uh, right before the the, the um, Cavaliers hired Tyron Lue, there was a deep interest within the Cavaliers organization, I'm told, to hire Mark Jackson. So that would make sense. That would make sense that he'd be uh, uh, connected to the Lakers now that LeBron's there. <clears throat> yeah, but then you look at also... Um, Jason Kidd. Uh, right. I can tell you that I spoke to a couple of these sources that, you know, Jason Kidd and LeBron wanted to play together when they were in the league. Really? Yeah. Jason Kidd and LeBron have a very good relationship. That's interesting. I did not know that. I, yeah. They have a very good relationship. And, and for Jason and LeBron to... Coach, um, player relationship work it would be kind of a a, a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A, 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 I guess it would be a close second to not to having not play together. I mean, they also played against each other in the NBA Finals, so right. there's a different fact that they both have for each other, etc. Um, Jason Kidd grew up looking up to Magic, um, and more. So. The Jason Kidd thing it, it works too. 
Um, another intrigue to me would be the notion of, okay, if you decide you don't want to keep Luke Walton, what about Magic becoming the head coach? That's that's a very interesting uh, that's a very interesting topic, and uh, I've heard a lot of people, as mainly on my Lakers Twitter followers, that bring that up. That maybe at one point Magic Johnson could just say, you know what, screw this, fire Luke, and just take the helm himself. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll tell you like this: uh, I am very, very, very cool with NBA Hall of Famer Isaiah Thomas. Um. We talked on the phone a couple months ago, and uh, we just we just talked about life. We talked about, um, I guess, scouting philosophies and just right. people, places, and things. Okay. I think Isaiah Thomas is one of the smartest basketball minds in the NBA. Without a and, doubt. And I'll add, I think Magic Johnson is too. And I think one of the things that Magic Johnson has not been able to do in his career, he tried his hand at coaching and playing at the same time. It didn't really work. Bill Russell right. tried. He was a lot more successful. Um, I feel as though Magic coming from the Pat Riley school of coaching or from just being a player under him, one thing Magic wasn't successful in doing is coaching. And I think Magic Johnson does have an eye for talent, and I do think he has the ability to lead. He's just an influential guy. That would be right. an interesting the Lakers would also save some money. Um, he became the coach as well as the team president. So you know, paying them the same to do both things, right? Pretty much. So you know, I think you need Rob Palenka and Magic at the same time because the thing about Palenka is Palenka knows the CBA. Palenka knows trades, and Palenka has relationships with Kobe, uh, Kevin Durant, and more. And so you know that he knows the game. He knows how to play the game. He knows the ins, interconnectedness and the ins and outs. But I, I think, you know, they can work together to make that happen. He, you know, I mentioned John Calipari. When John Calipari was the head coach of the New Jersey Nets, um, he was also vice president of the basketball operations. Right. And you know, he was responsible for drafting uh, Keith Van Horn. He was part of that process to, to trade to get uh, Sam Cassell. If you remember, it was about a three-team trade with the Nets, um, the Houston Rockets, no, the Nets, the Philadelphia 76ers, and I believe the Dallas Mavericks. And, um, you know, he knows those, those on-the-job experiences help. And Magic being a player, Magic being team president, Magic, you know, being in the front office and an owner, he knows, he knows it and he has help. So I think being a coach would, would definitely bring credibility to that team because LeBron respects him. Definitely. So you brought up Kevin Durant and his, in his, um, relationship with the um with clutch and with um magic um well i mean not necessarily clutch but magic um so there's a lot of uh talk that kevin durant and Kyrie could be uh teaming up in new york uh what do you what are your thoughts on where kevin durant might end up in the free agency if he does indeed uh split town and uh leave the warriors well i think um well i've gone on record and said that the lakers are a team that kevin durant is very interested in um, and when I recognize that a source told me that that's where he wants to go. Uh, while I put that on record, I, I can say to you that there will be other teams that will be suited for Kevin Durant. Um, right. The Knicks make sense for this reason. Um, Royal Ivy is an assistant coach uh, for uh, the New York Knicks under David's head coach, David Fisdale. And uh, Kevin Durant and Royal Ivy were teammates in Oklahoma City 
and they're very close. If I'm not mistaken, Kevin Durant is supposed to be in Royal Ivy's wedding. Okay. Okay. I don't want to talk too much about it because I have some privileged information in that regard. But what I will tell you is um, some believe that Royal Ivy was put in that situation to recruit Kevin Durant to come to the Knicks. That is very interesting. Um, go ahead. Oh, keep going. Keep going. No, keep going. You're good. As it relates to Kyrie Irving, what I will tell you is um, he is a guy from West Orange, New Jersey, a stone's throw from the, the skyline of um, Manhattan. And I will tell you that um, even when he was in Cleveland, he raved about New York. He raved about northern New Jersey. Um, right. And, you know, there's ties there. He grew up watching the New Jersey Nets when that were led by it. Um, told me in an interview years ago, it was a privilege to watch Jason Kidd play. Now, that has nothing to do with the free agency, but I know that he was a fan of the kid Martin Jefferson era of the net, of brand of Nets basketball. Him living in West Ham, uh, Byron Scott, who coached the Nets team at the time, would later coach Kyrie with the Cavaliers. He lived in nearby Livingston, New Jersey, which neighbors West Orange. Um, his father is also from the South Bronx. As is his godfather, Pat Watch Strickland. And um, I know that as much as the Knicks sounds good, you have to take Kyrie at his word uh, when he's made statements in October that if you'll have me, I- I'll come back. And, you know, his ties to Boston are deep even before he stepped foot um, in Boston. Uh, his dad played at Boston University, and his dad had a tryout for the Boston Celtics after he graduated. It didn't work out. He ended up playing overseas. And, Kyrie was born in Australia. Kyrie also mentors a kid at, at Harvard named Bryce Aiken. Uh, he's been mentoring him since high school. And um, so his ties run deep to Boston. Uh, obviously, the Nets and the Knicks are New York and in their home. And uh, But at the same time, you know, the Lakers sounds good because of the relationship he and LeBron have. I think that Boston, the Nets, and the Knicks are, 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 are a better fit. But I also know Kyrie has a good relationship with Greg Popovich and the San Antonio Spurs would be a good fit also. That's interesting. I, I did not know that he had a uh, – inter- um, <clears throat> sorry about that. A good relationship with uh, with the Spurs and Greg Popovich. That's uh, that's interesting. So my next question, we, we heard uh, it come out today that Magic Johnson once again opened his mouth about Ben Simmons and possibly – mentoring him this offseason um what are your thoughts on how all those tampering uh charges came about and what magic could possibly do in the future to possibly not tamper as much i think things get difficult as you are so interconnected as a player and an executive and an influencer um right because I've never said this publicly on any podcast, but, you know, my daddy was a Lakers fan. I didn't grow up a Lakers fan. Um, and so I knew about Magic Johnson. I knew he was a 6'9 point guard. I knew that, you know, I knew what Showtime was. I knew who Byron Scott was. And so you grow up hearing about these things. You know about purple and gold. You know that the purple and gold is the truth. You know stories about Pat Riley. So then when you become an adult or you're a kid and you're in school and you see guys like Penny Hardaway, Jalen Rose, Scottie Pippen, Jamal Masper, who are all in that magic mold, 
Right. You you, you really study it. And in the age of YouTube, it's, 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 it's undeniable. You'll watch tape of Magic Johnson. Um, exactly. Over the years, Magic has been a broadcaster. Magic has been um, an owner of teams. He's owned theaters. He's owned uh, Starbucks in Harlem. Um, <laughs> All right. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot. And so I think Ben Simmons... I would like to say, I won't say I think, I would like to say that Ben Simmons was looking at it from a perspective of, wow, he's a tall point guard like me. But then that's where the legalities and the, and the, and the, the relationships to different teams get into it. And I think had Magic not made those comments about Paul George in the past or even just the whole Anthony Davis thing been a thing, right. I think it would have been a shot there. I personally think it was innocent. And I think sometimes Magic is honest to a fault. Right. I would, I would, I would 100% agree with that. Because he's so personable. He is. He's magic he man any harm. But I also think in today's 24 hour news coverage, sometimes you got to say less just to preserve yourself. And it's without magic. It, without a doubt. Yeah, I, I, I look at that situation with magic. Sometimes you just got to preserve it and just handle it behind closed doors or just play dumb. If reporters are asking about it, just shut the hell up. Sometimes it comes back to bite you in the ass and you weren't even trying to, to do anything. I don't think magic meant any harm here. That that I I agree. I don't I don't think he was trying as much to tamper as much as he was just trying to be honest. But like you said, sometimes when you're the big when you're the big dog, you gotta you gotta know when to keep your mouth shut and know when to keep in house things in house. Yeah, and I also think you're the Lakers, so you have a target on your back. You're not even the champions. The Warriors are the champions and the Lakers have a bigger target on their back than, than the Warriors do. And that's crazy. And that's 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 how big the Laker brand is. Yeah. Um, so my next question, uh, going back to free agency and and potential targets that the Lakers have, you you brought up Katie, you brought up uh, Kawhi. What um, what other targets, if the Lakers were to say swing and miss on Kawhi and Kyrie and KD, do you think they could uh, possibly get to come to L.A. to to entice LeBron, obviously, to you know keep keep the team going that's a difficult one i think because they struck out with 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 uh leonard and they struck out with with paul george uh, i think you know the lakers purposely gave these one-year deals or these short-term deals and these you know bird rights to contavious caldwell pope man when i grow up i want to i want to be contavious caldwell pope because he's getting the big payday and you know <laughs> right. it pays to be under clutch but um you know to answer your question, I mean, you you if you can't get KD, if you can't get Anthony Davis, I mean, it, it's going to come down to can you still swing to get a Vucevic in the summertime? If if um if they can't get anybody else, can you can you swing to get Bradley Beal in, in in some way, shape, or form? Uh, but I also do think honestly. Sometimes it doesn't hurt to maintain what you what you already have that got you there. Um, of course. And I feel like if you like, I'll use this in Yankees, New York Yankees term. Could you imagine Ryan Cashman, the general manager or president of the Yankees, like trading um, Derek Jeter, Andy Pettit, Bernie Williams, um. And all those guys just to get Alex Rodriguez, like, and maybe, and, and this is those guys in their prime before they became who they were. Right. 
Like you're re- literally trading your farm Scoop system radio. to get a star. And, and, and believe you me, like I do think that Anthony Davis is a once he's a once in a generation type player. I mean, legitimately, like he's he's considered a power forward center with guard skills, uh, can block a shot. He's a he's a he can shoot the three. He's like a Porzingis and a Carl Anthony Towns in one. Right. You know, when you look at yeah. the Lakers in, in the in the 90s when they got Shaq, he was a generational guy. He but he left Orlando and made that move. I feel right. like the Lakers are trying to have that effect. It just doesn't translate the right way. Because even with Shaq, Shaq had at least went to the NBA Finals. Yeah, he did. He went three years. Uh, well, that four, well, was it three or four? Three. They, well, they I'm won. talking about even before he got to L.A. He went to the finals with the Orlando Magic. And that's, that's right. I forgot. I totally forget about that. He definitely did go uh, a couple years before they uh, before he left. Right. Yeah. So it's like I, I like Anthony Davis. I don't have a problem with him. But I feel like when the, when 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 Shaq was making that move, there was already a craze about him. He had Pepsi commercials. He had. You know, he, he had rap albums with Biggie Smalls. He rapped with Jay-Z. You know, th- right. there was a there was a there was a buzz to Shaq that does not quite translate with Davis, but Davis is mild mannered and quiet, so it's different. And I don't want to take anything away from who he is as a player, but I still feel like it's just different because like Davis, how many times did he go to the finals or um, excuse me, not the finals, the playoffs, like twice? Uh, twice and then they only i don't even think they won a series or if they did they won like one series it's different i like davis i want to see him successful but you know even with kareem leaving milwaukee to go to the lakers he's been to the finals already right it's different most definitely um so the all-star break's coming up and the Lakers aren't looking as good as probably LeBron probably would think they would have by now. But we can <clears> – <throat> sorry about that. We can also attribute that possibly to Lonzo's injury, LeBron missing seven games – or 17 games and completely coming apart after that Christmas – big Christmas Day win against Golden State. My question is, how do you think the Lakers – if Lonzo comes back healthy and they start rolling off some wins, do you think they can be a threat? Maybe not to the Warriors, but a threat to at least possibly make a decent playoff run this year. I think if the Lakers come back healthy um, for the second half of the season and they kill it in the second half of the season and they make it to the playoffs, I think that they are a competitive matchup against the Golden State Warriors if they don't meet them in earlier rounds. And if they meet them in the conference finals, I think that they could give the Warriors a run for their money. I would agree with that. I would 100% agree with that. Hey, I really appreciate you being on this, being on our first podcast, and I really appreciate your insight. And uh, good luck with uh, the rest of your stuff the rest of the way. Have fun at the All-Star break, and uh, hopefully maybe we can get you on an episode sometime soon. We're doing it in the playoffs, part two. Yes, sir. Thank you, Scoop. My man, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. My man, thank you. Scoop B Radio. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 